But if we don't learn to be simple and humble, and we're always thinking of me, myself, and I, you'll never, ever do what Jesus did. You'll never serve. You'll always want to be served. If you want to serve, then you're learning the lessons of humility. Humility before the Lord. Lord, here am I. Use me. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're beginning a new week in our continuing study of Jesus' parables. As we've already learned, these are symbolic stories that show how to put faith into practical action. And today, Raul will set a challenge before us that's embedded in the seating arrangement of a wedding feast. We hope you'll be able to follow along with us today as we see that, like a reception guest accepting a back corner table, we've been called to honor God with selfless humility. Let's listen as Roel Reese begins today's lesson from Luke chapter 14, titled, The Parable of the Wedding Feast. We're going through the parables, and this is a powerful parable that is given to us by Jesus. And what he's doing, he's going to prepare us to teach us about humility, What do we need to do? Well, Jesus here has been invited to a dinner. And it's a dinner where people are getting married. And in this parable that he uses here concerning humility, it's interesting. Let's begin by reading the parable, chapter 14, verse 7. He starts out, So he told a parable to those who were invited. When he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you, and him who come to say to you, Give place to this man. And then you begin with shame and take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher, and then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And then he also said to him who invited him, when you give a dinner or a supper, Do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid, which means don't be a respecter of persons. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. So here Jesus is dealing with a very, very important topic, humility. In the day of Jesus' day, there were not only people with stature, symbols they were used. They constantly were looking for a place of priority. Where can I sit? Where can I walk? What can I do in order for me that everybody can see who I am? 
That's a danger to have in your life, to always want to be noticed. Pride is a killer. Pride will kill you. It will destroy you. It will destroy your family. It will destroy you. Nobody wants to hang out with a person that is prideful. All they do is talk about themselves, how great they are. When Jesus didn't speak about himself, he actually came and spoke about the Father. He humbled himself to the place where he gave his life for you, for me. We have to understand that in order even to come to Jesus Christ, there has to be humility. He already in the garden had to deal with Satan. Satan was a very proud person. He got kicked out of the garden. And if you go home and read Isaiah 14 and read Ezekiel 28, you will get the picture of who he really is. He hasn't given up yet. He's constantly trying to deceive people. He's trying to get you to bow to him. He's trying to disqualify you from what God has called you to do, and that's to serve him, to love him, to care for people, to help people. I like the story here because what Jesus does here, he's going to tell us about these people that he's dealing with, the Pharisees. A population of 6,000 of them, proud. Whenever they would pray, whenever it was time to pray, they would stop and they begin to pray out loud so people could see how spiritual they were. I like what John says in chapter 13, 6, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. This is Jesus speaking. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. It's not just reading the Bible, not just listening to a study, not just sitting in a church. It's doing what God says in his word. In his word. And you can't do those things unless you are humble before God. That's why Jesus could go to the cross. He wasn't thinking of himself. He was thinking of you, thinking of me. And others that would come to know him as personal Lord and Savior. That's why Jesus here in this parable, he's very important because he's invited to this wedding. And this feast is going on. And he's going there. And he's going there to teach them about humiliation. Can you imagine how he must have felt? Going there and watching the Pharisees' attitude. The guys invite him as a Pharisee. And he's inviting his friends. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. One of the 72. When he came to Jesus by night, he came by night and asked Jesus, what did he have to do to inherit eternal life? He didn't want the others to see him what he was doing. But in a way, he was humbling himself by coming to Jesus, wanted to know what he does in order to get into the kingdom of God. And Jesus told him, you must be born again. In his natural mind, he thought, well, you mean I have to have another rebirth? Go back to my mother's womb and have another physical rebirth? He said, no, a spiritual rebirth. You must be born again of the Holy Spirit. In order to be born again of the Holy Spirit, you've got to humble yourself to become a Christian. If you can't humble yourself, Bible says what? God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. It's important for us here today to understand that Jesus is our example. Paul the Apostle, Peter, James, all these guys, 
Peter had to learn the hard way to become humble. Because he thought he was humble, but he wasn't humble. He denied the Lord. And the Lord turned and watched him as he was sitting there. And Peter learned a great lesson. He goes on in verse 7 by beginning and saying this. So he told a parable to those who were invited. And he noted how they chose the best places saying to them. So they came in and they were choosing the best places. Now in that culture, you didn't have tables, you didn't have chairs. You had recliners. So there was a low table with pillows and you reclined when you were going to eat or you were going to drink something or you were going to talk to your neighbor next to you. Recliners. So imagine as Jesus is sitting there and they're sitting down and in this culture what's going on is there's three pillows, then another three pillows, another three pillows. And the reason the feasts are having, they're going to sit in the middle, the one that is to be honored. The one that is great. So I sit on one side, somebody sits on this side, but he sits in the middle. And everybody knows, man, he is great. He's rich. He has a business. He's not humble. He's not humble at all. Because he goes on to declare here. He told a parable to those who were invited, and he noted how they chose. They were choosing the best places. Jesus never did that. Jesus would always stand back and look to see what was going on. With one interest, and that interest is for people to come to know him as Lord and Savior. And in order to do that, you've got to humble yourself and repent and ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. That's the only way into the kingdom of God, no other way. And this was an illustration given to us, a parable here, to teach us on these large gatherings that were going on. He says, when you are invited, he says, by anyone to a wedding feast, don't sit down in the best place. Because you think you're great. Because you think you got money. Because maybe you still, you know, been doing things that people notice what you're doing. And so when the supper is going on, you go and you sit in front because you think you deserve to be there. And Jesus said what? And do not sit down in the best place, less, more honorable than you be invited to what? To the feast. There are people already invited. And maybe you're here today. Maybe God's brought you for a purpose. To teach you. How to humble yourself before him in front of people. Not to let them know how simple you are, how humble you are, but they will be able to tell how humble you are, the way you live, the things that you say, the things that you do. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We have with us Pastor Roll here in the studio, and we're talking about why should we as believers go to the land of Israel? Pastor Roll? I think that people should go to Israel. If they read the Bible, they should go to Israel because they're going to read the Bible different, and the Bible is going to speak to them in such a way that now when I used to read it, let's see, where's Beersheba? Where's uh, Jerusalem? When you read it, you're going to picture in your mind 
Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, the Sea of Galilee, uh, Tiberias, all these places that you're going to in learning about God's Word, you need to go. If you ever want to have the Bible come alive, you need to go to Israel. It will blow you away when you come back. Thanks, Raul. Well, the dates to join Pastor Rawl, his wife Sharon, and their son Ryan are April 2nd through the 13th, 2024. To get more information about this trip to Israel, visit somebodylovesyou.com. Now let's go back to the conclusion of today's teaching, the parable of the wedding feast. I like what he says in verse 9. He says, and he who invited you, and he says, him come and say to you, give place to this man. And then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. Imagine that. The place that doesn't belong to you. It belongs to somebody else. The humiliating point here. Thinking you're better than everybody else. But also at the same time, you know, more honorable than anybody else. When your wife looks at you and says, you're not that kind of a person or anybody that knows you. When I was reading the lesson this week, I was thinking, wow, Lord, you know, so many people, they think they're so great. And they're not great. We need to give glory to glory belongs to Jesus Christ, to the Lord. For what he's doing, what he's done, and what he will continue to do. He's the most, the most honorable the most biggest savior of the world, the one that has touched you, touched me, and wiped out every one of our sins by his precious blood. The father said, son, I'm going to send you down to that little world. You're going to go down there. You're going to humble yourself. You're going to give your life for all these people. They won't love you, but you'll die. And how do you go to the cross? In all humility. He could have said there were 70,000 angels to come and kill everyone by the cross. But he held them back. 70,000 angels. And the Lord held them back. They could have helped him. He understood the plan of God, the Father. Do you understand the plan in your life that God has for you? When that plan comes along, it comes with humility. Can he trust you? Are you willing to do that and not get a big head in what you're going to do? I think that in verse 9, he makes it very clear. He says, and he who invited you and him come and say to you, give place to this man. And then you begin with shame and take the lowest place. Humbling to get up from the front to the back. Because you didn't really belong there. Jesus is the one that gave the example to each one of us individually. Because again, in verse 10, he says, when you are invited and go sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up here, higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. You see, they put you in front there. You can say, wow, this is what God is doing in my life. He's putting me right in the front. I didn't have to do it. He took me and put me there. Waiting upon him, praying, Lord, I want to do this in my life, but I can't do it without your blessing, Lord. 
And that blessing comes as you humble yourself before the Lord. And the Lord sees your heart. And when he sees your heart, others will see your heart. Others will see who you are. It's not you doing for yourself. It's others doing for yourself. When they see the humility in your life. When they see that you can be respected. Because of what you're doing and what you've done in the past. And then I like what he says in verse 11. This is interesting. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. God has ways of humbling people. Many ways. Because the next thing he says, and he who humbles himself will be what? Will be exalted. Billy Graham, Billy Sunday, Moody, Finley. All these others from today, Pastor Chuck, all these people that have been exalted, not by themselves. Somebody has talked about them. Somebody has lifted them up. They would have never done it while they were here. They would have never done it because they were great men of God. Simple, humble. And people love them, and that's why they wrote books about them. I try to memorize the scripture here. That whosoever exalts himself, notice himself, not others, himself, will be humbled. I know ways God has humbled me, ways that I didn't like, but I'm glad he did it. I don't hate him for it, I'm glad he did it in my life. And I pray that you will like what God does in your life because he wants to use your life in a powerful way. And there can't be any power if you're not willing to submit to him. The power comes from the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we have to do, then God gets the glory because they recognize the power of God in our lives. It is not me, it's him. Capital H, it's him. It must have been hard for Jesus sitting at this supper, watching these Pharisees so proud. And those that had come and put in the middle of the pillows and sat down talking about themselves, their business, their money. All these things when Jesus was watching saying, hey, when are you going to talk about the bride and about the bridegroom? Jesus is our bridegroom. We are his bride. He's going to be coming for us at any time, any day. And we have to be ready. Ready within heart. Ready the way we live. And the things that we do for him. Constantly because of the love he has for us. Totally love us completely. He who humbles himself will be exalted. Verse 12. Then he also said to him, the host Who invited him. When you give a dinner or a supper. Do not ask your friends. Or your brothers. Or your relatives. Nor rich neighbors. Lest they also invite you back. And you be repaid. Don't invite just those that have money. Or are famous. But he's giving an illustration. Those that are nobodies. How many times you see people like that. In a party. There are nobodies. I like the way he says it. He also said to him, who invited him, when you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, 
your relatives, nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. Verse 13. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. That's who he wants us to be with. Those that are nobodies. I think we have to be careful that when we're humble, we're not going to go back to our old life. We're going to live our new life. And that new life comes through the Holy Spirit. And as the new life comes into your life, you don't have to be told automatically, you will know who the poor, who the main, who the lame, who are the blind. And you can talk to them by example. And when you sit there and you watch their lives, because of your life and because of other people's lives, you'll begin to see that God has called you to do that. As he says in 13, he says, but when you give a feast, invite the poor, the main, the lame, and the blind. These are people that need help. These are people that are not asking for anything. These are people that want to be invited into that relationship with Jesus Christ. You drive the freeways, you get off the freeway, there's a guy there asking for money. And I don't give money because they'll use it for drugs or whatever it is. So I go to in and out or wherever, I buy him a meal and go back and give them a meal. At least I'm doing something for them. The love of Christ. But if we don't learn to be simple and humble, and we're always thinking of me, myself, and I, you'll never, ever do what Jesus did. You'll never serve. You'll always want to be served. Is that what Jesus said? If you want to serve, then you're learning the lessons of humility. Humility before the Lord. Lord, here am I. Use me. And when he does that, he'll begin to show you things that you never, never thought that he could do in your life as he has done in my life and he will do in your life. But are you willing to do that? Well, it's human nature to seek personal recognition and to look out for number one. But it's good to be reminded that we've been called to follow Jesus' example of selfless servitude. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's program in its entirety, we'll be happy to send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Our phone number is 800-634-9165. And when you contact us, simply mention today's title, The Parable of the Wedding Feast. To equip you with insights that you can put to use in your daily life, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' book titled Sermon of Sermons. Unpacking Jesus' instructions for a hands-on faith, you'll discover how to glorify God in all of your decision-making, from the way that you handle your finances to the investments you make in relationships. Contact us today to order Rawls' booklet titled Sermon of Sermons for just $12 plus shipping and handling. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to make your purchase. That's 800-634-9165. If you choose to order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
This is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for your partnership. You are a blessing to us, and every contribution is tax-deductible. Tune in again next time for more inspiration and direction from Jesus' parables. As we consider the story of a group of servants entrusted with the resources of their master, we'll get a challenge to evaluate our personal stewardship of everything God has given us. Here's Roll now once again with a closing thought. Verse 14. And you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Isn't that cool? Maybe you're expected to be repaid. He says, you won't be repaid here, but when we get to heaven, you will be repaid for every person you ever helped. Every time you humble yourself before God, you will be repaid. Because that's the life of a Christian. That's the life of Christ. To continue to know him, to continue to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that this morning he wants us to deny ourselves, to follow Christ. But it comes by denial of self to pick up our cross and follow him. That's what Jesus did for you. That's what Jesus did for me. And as we pick up the cross, that instrument of death, we're going to die to ourselves. And people are going to see that we've died to ourselves. And because we die to ourselves, they'll want to know who Jesus Christ is in your life. They want to know who you serve, who you worship. And I pray this morning that God will speak to you. And you think you're humble, but you don't really do the things that Jesus talked about, that you're not really humble. We need to deny ourselves before the cross of Jesus Christ. And say, Lord, not me, but you, Lord, in everything, everything that you want to do in my life, Lord, here am I. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.